वेलकम टू शुभी एंड फ्रेंड्स स्टार्ट बुक क्लब वेर वी डिस्कस बुक्स ऑब्वियसली एंड समम इंटरेस्टिंग फैक्ट अबाउट दैम हाई आई एम शुभी आई एम अन्नपूर्णाकम टू दिस एपिसोड ऑफ शुभी एंड फ्रेंड्स स्टार्ट अडकास्ट Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to be taking a look at a series of essays and talking about them individually over the next couple weeks. And this collection of essays is from a book called Ex Libris and it was written by Anne Fadiman. Anne Fadiman uh in her, in this book is somebody who has had this lifelong love affair with books and language and words um and it's a, a series of essays that she wrote and edited as the um editor of a publication a, a magazine about um about books and language so it's all sort of a perfect compilation of her own experience and her professional experience as being somebody who works with books and um works with um language all the time. This first essay that we are focusing on is literally the first one in the book itself and it is um entitled Marrying Libraries. In this particular essay, she talks about how she grew up uh playing with books and how difficult it was for her and her husband to really um merge their libraries after a period of quite some time after being married. They would have um so they mo- they moved in together. They had separate libraries with um duplicate books. and this was this essay focuses on the process of marrying their libraries where different things how things would be organized where different things would live in their apartment like on what shelves and um how this process made her feel like only after they had married libraries did she really consider herself married and um settled with her husband when they merged their collections. So that's the sort of context in which we're we're talking about today and I was thinking about this book because we are all lovers of books and lovers of words and language. Um just to start out with what was your reaction to this particular essay? And when and upon when did you go first? so i really liked it i thought it was really sweet and funny it uh, reminded me of uh, many couples i know uh, the kinds who maybe read or have very individual tastes but still seem to get together um i really liked i i really liked how she wrote especially the way she describes how how they managed to integrate everything else and all the other collections but the story about how they decide okay now it's time to put our libraries together and how different they are but also 
how similar they are because they had close to 50 books which both of them had you know copies of and they had to figure out what to do with these duplicates and the whole description of um, of their approach to organizing also where one was really easy and and the other was extremely specific and how finally they saw they come together or uh, compromise i think it's a really sweet book uh, it reminded me of this of my cousin and her husband and I told her about it and she's like okay I will read it now but I I think so I'm now looking forward to reading the rest of them yeah but I, I recommend I, I think it's a really really sweet um, essay and it's really funny um, it also had like very specific American references so I had to like look up many uh, which is good you know it's good to learn but yeah, I think I think it's a good, fun, sweet read. I absolutely loved first essay in the book, Mar- Marine Libraries. Actually, this is my first book, which is about books. I have never picked up a book which is about books. So I'm like I'm reading a book, let me read a book. But this is kind of my first one where somebody is talking about books. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, though I've only read uh, essay number one as of now. And what I really liked is, uh, you know, a such uh, so typical of, uh, so while she talks about how her husband and she uh, were trying to merge their libraries uh, and they discovered so many books were present uh, with both of them. But I feel... I was wondering if that can happen with siblings also, especially uh, sibling, grown-up siblings still living together, maybe not at a young age when you still ask each other because you don't have enough money, but earning grown-up siblings who would end up buying similar books and not share uh, with each other that they have something or they want to read something which... Uh, the other might have uh, and I really liked how when they were creating categories for classifying books and then there were some books just because it is this it cannot go in that category it has to be at the front of it has to be at the front shelf it has to be on bedside this has to be at the entrance shelf in the in the house so I really liked how all those subcategories so relatable happens all the time with us also. We'll think we will organize it a certain way, but then we end up creating so much uh, variation, which is so much about how we define it, which can change anytime we want. So very relatable again. And I know also how they had different tastes. But she thought that she can make him and different ways of organizing and keeping books. But she thought she can bring him to her level. But at the end of it, she accepts that his uh, way of keeping books here and there and some straight, some sleeping, etc. actually gave life to the house, which was very otherwise very symmetrical and had hard lines to it again so relatable sometimes you organize our houses so much that they start appearing like like somebody has just walked in to showcase it to 
not to the people who live in the house, but to somebody who is going to visit. It's just done for that. But house looks like a house when it's a little messy. I, I thought it was so funny just to, to piggyback on that, though, how they were both horrified at the thought of like how some people organize their books by size and color and not like <laughs> what like that they, they were both horrified by that by that notion of like that these are decorative, right? That books are decorative. And um so so I, I chuckled a lot when I when I read that because I do know people who love books but also have organized their books in a specific decorative way as well, you know, and I, I think wow, these this couple would be absolutely aghast at at Yeah. I think there's one other uh, one thing that is not relatable to us, Shubhi, is we still don't have a shelf where we can say this is by authors we know. Yeah. <laughs> but Mary, Mary has that. Yeah, Mary has that. Mary can have a shelf of... Just yeah. <laughs> but she's written a lot of books, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Julia, when are you coming on the podcast? Julia. <laughs> um I, I was thinking, so here's another question for you. Um, what did you think about, I mean, it's clear that they've been married for a long time after she, you know, she'd written this um, about their, you know, um, like they were well into having, you know, been married for quite some time. But I, I was curious about what that told you about their marriage, how they organized their books or how they came to, an agreement about how they organize their books? Hmm, interesting question. Actually, if you think about it, it's very similar to my marriage in a lot of ways. I am the one who keeps on organizing all the time. This has to go there, this has to go there. And then Charan is mostly like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll keep it. We don't. Uh, we don't have like separate spaces for us now that we have kids. But when we had, we would really not look into, especially me, I would not want to look into his place because it would stress me out how things are kept. He's clean in his own way. But uh, yeah, and I guess it's it's very complimentary also, like even in their marriage they kind of compliment each other in some way that she's she's like strictly this way and he is like it can be any way but it has to make sense and i guess marriage is like meeting midway which is what they are doing in this essay marriage <laughs> no so the last the last time i had to like share space with someone the only thing uh was that um you know, that person would clean up the place because I'm not, I don't really care as long as I know where everything is. And I would just figure out or figure out what to eat. So that was the compromise. I figure out the food and, you know, they figure out how to organize the place. But I, I'm not, I, I'm, I think I'm very, I am maybe, I have a system, uh, but I'm not. I don't, I'm not like too strict about it. But I thought it was interesting um, that they were both able to provide 
and accept influence from each other. And I, and I thought that that was, um, even though she had, she had a greater, like stricter definitions about categories and, and at one point he, he was like, oh my gosh, they have to be in chronological order within alphabetical order and all those kinds of things. Um, but that they were able to kind of um, influence and accept influence from each other as well. They were able to compromise. I felt like, wow, you know, if this, these are two people who have different ways of looking at their organizational systems and put different levels of importance on that. I think it was just as important to George that it made sense. It's just his way of making sense was different than Anne's, right? And she was she felt like a little bit more like structured and, and rigid about things. But she was able to accept his influence and he was able to accept hers as well. And I thought, wow, that must that is a happy marriage, right? Like they are able to do that. So I guess one of one of the pertinent questions is, are you looking forward to read essay number two? Yeah, I think it's, um, I really like how she writes and I'm looking forward to reading more of her work. Yeah, and I had um, I had read this series of essays before. I have often gifted this book to other readers um, because I really enjoyed it. But what's really funny, and I, and I love this book, um, so I know what's coming, but I also chuckled a little bit about some of the references that she made. And she's talking about a time when people bought a lot more physical books. And it did make me think about like, even like even with book lovers, many of whom I, I know and um, are in my lives, like, so many of us buy fewer physical copies of books. I'm wondering if this is really going to become an important thing um, for for people as they go forward. You know, whether it's siblings living together, friends living together, and sort of organizing their libraries, or or couples. You know, whether they're married or not. Um, just, you know, this might be a, a throwback to the, to a past that none of us will see, um, as much in the future. So just a thought. Yeah. The e-reading piece also, you know, kind of harks back to, a, um, something that she alluded to and we have talked about, which is, you know, sometimes books in people's homes are more status. They're more about show, you know, about design and they're not about actual reading and how, um, so one thing that really came forward in her essay was how well thumbed and well used and almost like friends some of these books were to, to each of them how they had to sometimes retain both copies of duplicates because, you know, she couldn't bear. They were so attached. Yes. Yeah, they were so attached to that physical copy. And then also it was funny where she was thinking 
that she was rereading one of her copies and loving it and so happy that she kept it and then realized, oh my gosh, that's my husband's like handwriting (laughs) in this book. It's not mine, you know? And (laughs) I I love that moment. Yeah. No, and I completely, and and I, you know, uh, I relate to that. I'm someone who is a big, I'm fully adapted to the e-reading situation uh, but there are books that um, you've read uh, or that are important to you and that you want to hold on to and these may be old tattered copies you know browned and uh, dog-eared and everything but they're still yours uh, and you're possessive about them so what if there are two copies I'd keep both of them um, I <laughs> there's this funny story about a friend of mine we were in a I think we had all a bunch of friends of us. We'd gone out and she'd had a little bit of drink and she was, and she was just telling me the story about this guy who took this book from her and never returned it. She just went on and on the entire night. We're like, but why are you thinking about it? She's like, no, I missed that book. It's years ago. But she's just talking to me about how someone's taken a book and he's not returned it. And that's not respectful. You know, so I, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a crime in my yeah. view. You should return a book. <laughs> Do you have a book, uh, an example of that, of a bra- maybe a brown or tattered book or a book that you read at a certain aspect, you know, point in your life where even if somebody gave you another copy or if somebody walked away with that copy, you would be so... Um, so upset like are, are, do you have any books that you are th- attached to in the same way that this author was attached to certain copies of books do I do I still have my copy from uh from 12 when I was 12 or 13 years old where my social studies teacher asked me to read to kill a mockingbird that was the first time and I still have that copy the the cover is coming off but i you know i tape it and uh, yeah i still so and everything that i've read at that point in time i think i still or books that i really like then i have copies of and i keep them where i can see them not like in the backs of shelves as well what about you i don't have any such copy and while i want to have to appear i am attached through to a book because that's how a book lover is supposed to be but somehow I don't have any of them and uh, I actually you know my Harry Potter copy when it became bad I threw it away and immediately bought a new one so I am not attached I think I'm attached to a, a story but not to a cop particular copy of a book so I always want to have like a Harry Potter with me in a physical form uh, so to say but I probably doesn't matter if I have to renew it to be in a certain shape also I guess that's generally I I think generally in life I am trying to not to be attached to things so that might be that resulting here as well. Things. Wow, Ashwini, come on. Things, not people. Anna Poonna and Mary, I'm attached <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, 
so yeah so but yeah i don't have like frankly i don't have actually started also reading much later in my life so much but i don't have any any of the old copies and like i'm attached to that copy only i don't have any such thing but what about you mary uh, well i um i swear to the listeners of the podcast that Anna Perna and I did not talk about this ahead of time, but I also have a copy, my mom's copy actually of To Kill a Mockingbird that um that I've kept. I have a duplicate of it because it is so tattered and um the pages are so um loose in the binding that I've been worried about losing parts of it and have um sort of gotten a newer copy but that one is a it reminds me of being up in the attic of my of my parents home finding a stash of my mom's college books taking it out and reading it and the, it was such a magical story for me it was um so eye opening about um about race about class about southern life in the united states that that physical copy reminds me of that moment where i found this book in a box of my mom's college books and i can't i couldn't bear to lo- to lose that yeah and so i'm attached i guess i'm attached to both i'm i'm attached to people because um uh, but i'm really i am attached to that physical copy of that book it would be it was so it's so different to look at that that newer copy on my shelf that lives next to the old tattered copy i have no attachment to that whatsoever whatever but um but the but the that physical copy that cost my mom i believe if i'm remembering correctly i'm i'm going to check later i think it cost 50 cents um for her to buy at the time um it's just yeah it, it's just um so it's like a little time machine i hold it in my hand and i am back in that attic sort of discovering this box of books do you write when you bought the book if it's a it's a system like my mother does it she writes the name of the person and the date she bought it and where so now by default like you know every book on top we she has the habit of writing the names of all five of us and the and the bookstore and the date but i think we we grew up to be selfish so all of us we write our names and the date which we bought it and where so we can tell when oh. we bought it as well That's awesome. very cool. Well, that's I really don't have the time I would anyways have to write Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you can look in your cart history. <laughs> yeah. And see when you download it. So that's it for this episode of Doobie and Friends. Um, we would love to hear from you about any attachments that you have to copies of the book or how you have married the library with either your romantic or domestic partner. 
Have a good day. Bye. Remember to like us on Instagram and subscribe to our channel on whichever medium you are listening to us. I am Shubhi. And we are her friends. And we started a book club. Goodbye for now. Bye.